Would you care to step outside? Warning, DC and RMD contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Awesome. Oh, sorry. That's your signal. That means we have to go now. Titans are back, bitches! What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of DC on RMD Titans Edition on Rain Man Digital. If you're listening from your desktop, you can check us out on demand via Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or Spotify by simply searching DC on RMD. Once you find us, download us, give us a review. It helps the show out a lot. I'm your host, Stephen, and today I have David. Hello, hello. And Michael. Hey. And we are in the last episode. This is season finale of season two, episode 13, Nightwing, the Titans battle Deathstroke and more in the season finale, a pretty brief summary. Um, But there is a lot in that and more directed by Carol Banker and written by Richard Hatem and Greg Walker. So uh, right off the bat, are we all on the same page on this one? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it sucked, right? So, <laughs> worst series ever. Yeah. Oh, holy shit. I, I, uh, man, it was really good. Uh, Nicole didn't watch like most of this episodes this season because of the time of when I have to watch them to come do the show. And so she kind of skipped everything since episode two, I think, um, or three, and then comes in for the finale and she's just like, oh, I have to go back and watch all of them. Um, God, it was so good. Uh, hands down, probably the most emotional episode, I think, of all of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Maybe Definitely. the whole... What about when Akalad died? That was really sad. <laughs> it was until this one, man. This one had so <laughs> many moments. Um, well, these are characters we care about. Yes. Very different than the Aqualad situation. Correct. We had time to build a, a care and affection for them. And the way in which um, one of our teen titans or titans... Uh, bit the dust this this time around. It was man. It was it was rough. It was um, a surprise. Honestly. Yeah, I, I didn't expect anyone to die. I thought it, I knew it wasn't going to end well. It'd probably end with some doom and gloom cliffhanger type. That's what I I just had assumed because of last season. But I did not see that someone would die. I just didn't see that. I thought someone would. I didn't think it would be her. Um. But, you know, it, 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 it was one of many um, emotional aspects to the episode, which we'll get into. But uh, I found a lot of moments, with, you know, that, that, that little scratchy bit in the, in the back of your throat. And, you know, you're, you start feeling like, oh, yeah, oh. yeah, it was it was tough. I got teared up, not because it was sad, but because it was so awesome when you heard uh, Dick Grayson jump on the roof of the car. Yeah. Oh, my God. And all that, I said yeah. was like, I re- like a little nerd. I was like, oh, please be, please be Robin, please. Oh, yeah. I, I was clapping at that point. I turned to Nicole and I was like, it's Nightwing. Yeah, I rewound it like at least four or five times. Like, oh, that's so good. So this good. is why that moment right there is the reason why you watch superhero shows. Mm-hmm. For that feeling. Mm-hmm. It, it, it felt like uh, anytime when Christopher Reeve showed up. Yeah. Yes. Superman. Yeah. Yep. That was the feeling. Yeah. I got the same feeling that I got from the Superboy episode. Like I yeah. said, like where you get those like vibes and chills of classic 
superhero movies like a Christopher Reeves or even like the Batman. Mm-hmm. This felt like the first time I ever saw uh, the original Batman film with uh, Michael Keaton. Batman. Yeah. Yeah. And his fight, the alley fight scene mm-hmm. when he shows up. I got the same vibes that I got from yeah. seeing this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. These producers know superheroes. They give you the right feelings that you should have. When you, I mean, even that ending, the way it ended too, yeah. it's like that, that feels like the, even though a lot of people don't like them, I've always, I always love the ending of the Batman return, uh, Batman movies, the Batman movies, how yeah. they used to end before Nolan took over. You'd have them running towards the light. Yeah. And you'd, <laughs> and you'd have all the heroes, like the new ones. They added each movie, like running next to Batman. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a, it's a very super, it's a, it's not just a superhero thing, but it's a comic book thing. Yes. Yeah, and it's just feel good. You're like, like oh, so you flip good. to the flip to the page of like the old seventies and eighties comics. And they would hype up the next issue. Mm-hmm. Say, yeah. Oh, this villain shows up and the team has to go fight them. Tune in next time. In in fairness, Nolan did do it in Dark Knight when he rode off on the bat pod um, up the ramp in the oh, music. It, well, not and, only that, I mean, even in the end of Batman Begins, yeah, remember yeah. where the where Gordon tells him, "Oh, there's this guy that yeah. basically goes around." And yeah. You see the Joker card, and you get those chills. Up and your you get spine. those yeah. chills when all of a sudden oh, yeah. you see Batman just swing out and basically go across Gotham. So good. So. um the the other thing about this episode that struck me, lots of people entering other people. <laughs> there was there was some weird stuff going on there. Um Well, I liked how they tied Raven's powers into it. Because Raven's yeah. powers are is something that is a driving force for the show right now. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you bring that up, Dave, because that's another thing that Steve said too when you sent me a text message today and you and you said, Yep, they brought it all together. Barely, but they brought it all together. Mm-hmm. Even though even though it's barely, it still works and I appreciate oh, yeah. the fact that they tied it again to like what happened in the end. This time yeah. uh Dick understands that basically this is how Raven's powers work. I can jump into Deathstroke's mind at this point using her. Which is great that he had that kind of foresight or insight to think that uh, she, one, had control over her powers at all because we've seen it kind of be haphazard from time to time where we didn't know she had full control. Yeah. And then to know that she could do something like that. Um, So for Dick to know that or or assume that or take a chance on that to, to make it work. Well, it works also because like this is, this episode is a culmination of I believe, Mike, it was you who called it. Like, the main story arc yeah. is Dick Grayson. It's Dick. Yep. It's the growth of Dick Grayson into Nightwing. Yep. The growth of Dick. The growth of Dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, this whole episode was just littered with with that kind of reminding the audience that this story is about Dick's growth as a hero. Mm-hmm. Right. He's not Robin anymore. He's Nightwing. And right. that's, uh, you know, even with the even with that one scene with him and Bruce— it's different when you when you first see him th- those two together. It's a mentor or it's a student going to their t- mentor and asking advice and stuff. In this one, you get the sense that no, they're brothers now. This yeah, they're is, peers, and it felt like the comic mm-hmm. where you understand that basically we as fans of the Bat Family now understand this is this is the culmination of of Batman's training. Of Batman's training. Right. It's it's. Dick is no longer his ward. 
Bruce looks at him as an equal. Yeah. Right. And I appreciated um, how the girls, like all the women of the team, were were plotting to handle the Cadmus situation. And en route, out of nowhere comes Deathstroke. We knew it was coming. I mean, it was yeah. it was in the in the show description for the for the episode. But for the girls to be driving down the road and then Deathstroke just to pop up and just start just railing on them with a machine gun, <laughs> you're like, oh shit. Um, and then we see again, Corey doesn't have her powers. Uh, still doesn't know what's going on. She has then, hot powers, though, at least. She, she does. She still radiates heat. Yeah, but she doesn't stop the bullet. Oh, <laughs> it, it if, if I was Deathstroke, it would. I'm like, oh, wait a second. Stop the presses. <laughs> I cannot hurt you. Who's that? Who are you? Come on over to my side. <laughs> but but yeah. we saw a new Raven power that maybe we hadn't seen, right? I mean, she heals. Yeah, she heals. So that's, that's awesome. So maybe she can help pull Corey's powers back, maybe? Well, yeah. the well, thing I like the thing I liked about that was it showed that Raven's powers are still and growing, but the fact and that growing, she, uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're still growing. That's going we're, inside of her. Still, her powers are still in flux, basically. Mm. But like the use of Corey getting hit made the powers just activate. And it showed that basically that chemistry and that mm-hmm. connection that we've been seeing throughout the season that Raven really does care about Corey. And not only that, Dave, because I agree and you keep bringing up her power and I'm glad because that to me is the most important part of this episode besides the obvious. She has been that question mark for the most of the season, even last year. Like, OK, what's her purpose? What's her power about? Um is it going to come to a head? And now that they used it in various moments in this episode, it feels like it wasn't just a wasted moment. Mm-hmm. Yes, we know it's open-ended. We know that that story is going to be ongoing. I think that's, by the way this episode ended, I think we can all agree now yeah. that this is just going to be one of those stories that continue to go on. That this is a this is an evolving story when it comes to Raven. But the fact that they used it to enter inside of Deathstroke, then mm-hmm. she used her power to heal Corey. At least it meant something. Her abilities and how they have become more part of her, they're, u- u- they're utilizing it. Therefore, it's not a wasted thing. It didn't just meander and turn into nothing. If they wouldn't have had those moments, then I would have been a little upset by the end of this episode if they didn't have or find a way to actually connect it to the story. It wasn't just a, a wasted aspect of the season. Yeah. Everything. And that's you can say that about every single one of these characters, every single one of these characters had a point in the episode. They yeah. had their moment to play. No one was sidelined. Everyone mattered. And that made the show feel complete. Going was, back to what you said, Steve, about, Hey, they pulled it off barely, but they did it. Yeah. It was, it felt more balanced. I think it was, it was very overall, it was a very rushed episode because they had so many loose ends that they had to tie up. They had so many little plot lines, plot points from many episodes leading up to this. that so they had to kind of pull all together. Yeah. But they did it, and everything felt relatively balanced across all the characters all the board, as, yeah. as as they each played their part or played their role. Even um, even with the characters like Gar and Connor, mm-hmm. Mercy, and all, all of them, they still were able to actually take care of their storylines and kind of give them a satisfying conclusion. 
And Which, when you think about it, they had, what, maybe 48, 52 minutes? I don't know what the runtime of the episode was off the top of my head, but when you think about the runtime that they had relative to the number of characters they had, then you compare that against like an Avengers or something where you have two and a half plus hours. hours. <laughs> you have more time to really try to balance it, but they had a compressed time frame in which to do that, and they still made it work. And um, well, Especially I, with the first episode not really being the first episode. Mm-hmm. So they managed to do all of this in 12. Yeah. In 12. So how about Nightwing's costume? Damn, that was so awesome. I mean, we saw it in those those leaked images and then they set out some production art or whatever uh, photos. But holy hell, seeing, seeing it, it in action. In action and him uh, jumping around and... and all, all the fight sequence and the choreography between him and Deathstroke. Forget when Rose jumps in, just him versus Deathstroke was awesome. Was awesome. And it felt, again, I hate to keep referencing it, but it felt like I was playing Arkham, you know, <laughs> Arkham Knight or, or any of the Arkham games with Nightwing. And then when he pulls out those goddamn stun batons. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. I, I, I absolutely feel that this is probably the top in the top five best fight scenes in superhero shows. Yeah. I've ever seen. I I don't know if I can disagree with that because Because we haven't seen anything like this. Honestly, I haven't seen anything like done like this. You see it in Batman movies, Batman in the movies, because that's what it felt like. It felt like I was watching a Batman action sequence because it was so visceral. And the, you know how Batman uses like a lot of his body to fight. Right. It just, you felt the massiveness have, of, of Nightwing hitting, you know, all mm-hmm. those hits. You just felt them. I haven't felt that kind of, um, like you're saying, the, the force behind the, the, the punches and the kicks. I haven't yeah. felt that since Daredevil season one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the hallway fight. Um, and even he used, you know, sticks, right? He had his screaming mm-hmm. sticks that he fought with. And so that's kind of what I thought we were going to get here. But secretly and hope, you know, in the back of my mind, hoping for the stun batons because that's what we all want. Well, on top of that, this is this is Dick as Nightwing. It's not as Robin anymore. No, it's Nightwing. He's not rough around the edges. He's not going to be making like he's not the boy wonder anymore. He's not as funny as you put it. He's he's he isn't. He's He's not going to make those. He's not going to make those immature mistakes in a fight now oh no he was very surgical with all of his moves um and and just like again the suit was awesome we found out that bruce was the one that had stew make him the suit he made the suit which makes sense because hey it's it does but now it makes me want to know if that's what nightwing's suit looks like in this universe and bruce had commissioned stew to make that for him then I have to see the bat suit proper. <laughs> now now you want to, to see the bat suit? I don't suit? need to see him in it. No, I do. Okay. Do, do you think we'll be ready for that next year? Um, if if they can do it, I'm I'm up for it. I would just be happy if he made a visit to the Batcave. My only, my only yeah. issue with that is if Batman or any of the Justice League ever show up in the D, any of the DC Universe shows... It has to it has to be like an epic thing. It just can't be like, hey, I'm here just stopping by. No, no. it has to it has to mean something. Yeah. And and I want to get into that um point a little bit later because there was an opportunity there that I think they could have used and they missed it. Um But going going back to the costumes, even roses, we got to see that again this week. And this time around I think they did a, a little bit more 
camera work or lighting where you could see a little, a little bit more. Where you could see the chain mail. Okay, was it. I the only one that laughed a little bit? Her fucking when mask she, is terrible. <laughs> it's the only thing that made me cringe in yes. two years. When she's all, Dad! <laughs> she, comes out, yeah. she comes out with her swords. And I just want, I, I would have died if, like, Nightwing just chuckled. Because she looked, because she looked silly. She looks silly. like she was playing. Like, it looked like it was trick or treat. Yes, yeah. I'm getting ready to go out with Daddy to go trick or treating. <laughs> Dad, but I honestly think that that it was partly the lighting because something, nah, dude, something was off. Go about go the look costume. up some images online. Because even last week, I thought the costume looked silly. I like the from the neck down. I the think neck the chain down, mail because and the everything. Chain mail look that that's what. Yeah. Ravager's supposed to look like something about the mask. I was like, going, that's what, yeah, the, the actual costume is fine, but the mask, she almost looks like a beetle. Yeah, she looks or, like, you know, when you like go to the ant? toy aisle in Target and you see the little Iron Man mask and yeah. the Hulk mask. Yeah. That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. It looks like a cheesy plastic mask you would yeah. expect at a spirit store. And I'm giving, and I'm willing to give some leeway. I mean, we are dealing with a superhero show and there's. Some silliness that goes with costume. Hey. I mean, let's be honest. Dove's costume <laughs> yeah. is ridiculous, but Dove. at least they called it out this week. Yeah, yeah she's dressed at, like a bird. <laughs> look at Deathstroke, though. Deathstroke it was a badass. That Deathstroke's armor is just badass. Yeah, everything about it's fucking great. And I'm like, but I'm like going everything. Everything like eighty percent of Ravenger is fantastic. It's just the mask. It's just the mask. I mean, he, he stopped. He stopped with her eye. He should have taken the whole head off. Then we wouldn't have the mask. <laughs> Jesus. Actually, had he taken her head off, we wouldn't have had uh, ultimately happened. I mean, we we see Jericho leave Slade's body in that moment, um, and and he he did enter his sister. Such a really, intri- I wasn't expecting it. Oh, really? I was not. I was like going. They can't go this route because it it's gonna open up so many questions it's it is but um the biggest one i have go forward is if she sticks around with the team which um, it seems it seems like that might be possible how does that work like will he eventually find a new host or will they just be together as one like this um you think she's gonna be like two characters in one you think it could get a little the way she had to act his character out was a weak point for me um in that scene only how she acted it the conversation and the dialogue between her and dick was really emotional to know that that was jericho jericho speaking and and sharing you know that you guys brought me into the family it was the best i felt in a long time kind of thing that was that was touching but her execution delivery of it was mm, a little cheesy yeah because and i I give her a lot of leeway because you have to understand that she's being asked to number one, act a different character that she's been playing the entire season. Mm-hmm. She's an two, actor, Dave. They do what you tell them to do. <laughs> if they don't, they should act. And number two, it's she's also being asked to basically act a different gender. David, that's ba- basically oh, we're on. asking her to do her job. I mean that you're you're saying it's yeah, too much for us to ask hard. her to do. Listen, right. I, this I'm is, giving listen, I'm Mr. Giving Director. This is way. just too hard. I, I know you're wanting me to do my job, but I can't do my job. I like being the popular director. You know, the easy go, easy go loving. If I was the director, I do a, a, a you know a moving over from Kill Bill. I'm like, oh, so you're telling me <laughs> you can't do the job that I'm paying you to do? Right. <laughs> so you see your name here on the uh, call sheet. <laughs> call sheet. <laughs> do you work on Tuesday? Yeah. 
No, you don't. No, <laughs> <laughs> no you don't. Look, at the end of the day, the, the actor that plays Jericho is a female that transitioned into a male. male. And so the actor that Rose played by, you know, that, that plays Rose has to basically play a female who became a man and now is in a female's body. Right. So it's kind of like the circle of life. You know? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, what a... It should what, it should be what type easy. of fuckery is that? <laughs> I, I don't actually. You just if Rose, the actress that plays Rose, can pull that off next year, she's gonna, she's gonna win an Academy Award. You can't win Academy Awards for TV, but she will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or at least an Emmy. But can you imagine that role? I'm a woman playing <laughs> a, a <laughs> woman who is really a man. Yeah. Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> Emmy. You like me. You really like me. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of, too. <laughs> Sally Field. Yeah. Um, so the other big plot point um, after the fight, the whole Cadmus uh, doing the big eBay auction, trying to get the super soldier of oh, Connor. Oh, that was cool, though. It was very cool. I kept wondering if they were going to try to stamp out number 14 and 15 and 16. And, you know, after they get that first big sale, they can go and fund more development and yeah. get more, uh, more Connors out there. But it was really interesting that they were just, it was all a big ploy uh, to get Gar out there and, and, set him loose on this fairground so that Connor could come in and save the day and just jack those bids up, bids up as much as they possibly could. And it's such a, I hate to constantly bring up his name, even though he's not around in this. Oh, season. he's around. This is such a Lex Luthor yes. type of plan. And I think it, it speaks volumes to the character that they gave us with mercy. Mercy's a fantastic villain. Mm-hmm. I want mercy. around. Uh, like next season, I want her she front may and have, center. She may have blew it this time around. Lex <laughs> might offer only uh, the problem is the one guy he would hire to offer just got off. <laughs> just got allegedly. Off. I mean, we didn't see Slade's body disappear, get carried off, and we know he's a mutant-ish type person or a metahuman. So maybe he can uh, sew up that stomach lining but, or something. But especially like when the auction started happening, my brain as a comic book fan just started exploding because of a guy who the hell could actually be wanting this. Could they be bringing out all these villains like Vandal Savage, Raz al Ghul, all these heavy hitters. Well, it seemed to me like it was, it was all the heads of state of various countries or whatever that were, God knows what they would do with it. Right. But then, and I wanted to text Mike so bad because we talked about it last episode or the episode before where I, I, needed to text Mike earlier in the day to prove with the screenshot and runtime that I called it, but I couldn't cause I knew he hadn't watched it yet. <laughs> but I, I, I turned to Nicole and I was like, it's Bruce. I knew Bruce was the one scrambling the transmission. The transmission. It, he was, especially after that scene in Nevada, we knew that he has some funky tech that he can, he can do some stuff like that. Oh yeah. And he kills the auction and then Lex calls up mercy. You know, her ass is, is fried. Oh yeah. Because, Lex would not be that would Lex would not accept excuses at that. Oh, point. it was reaching what close to a billion. Yes. Oh, he's just lost out on a hell of a lot of money. <laughs> hell of a lot of money. He's going to be furious. Um, but that whole scene of, of Gar going in there. I mean, I just feel so bad again for Gar. What he's um, getting subjected to or has been subjected to. And we talked about it last episode, but I have to believe that go forward. That's just going to be hugely damaging for him. 
to know that he killed a lot more people, uh, probably in this situation. Um, but then ultimately to know who he feels he's responsible for having died in this, this scene. Um, you know, I, I, we talked about it earlier before the show, but I knew somebody was going to have to die. I just didn't know it would be Donna. Yeah. Um, somebody had to die to, to bring real gravity to the situation uh, of everything. I mean, you're dealing with Connor and what's interesting to me about how they chose to do it. Well, the, let me back up. So the, the lead up into that, that fight scene of the three girls, not knowing who's going to walk up and kind of approach Connor. I thought that was really clever and fun. And it, it kind of added some levity to the situation that we knew it was going to be grim yeah and i think ultimately it helped because when donna turned around to like give the thumbs up that she thought she was doing good with the talk you see for a moment it's almost foreshadowing um that something is going to happen i expected something bad to happen right when she did that right then yeah and i was like going someone's dying i don't know who and another piece of foreshadowing, when she gets tossed like a rag doll into that tower piece or, or you know, stage, I, I don't know what it was, but it was some kind of uh, metal tower thing, um, and she got bashed into it, ultimately, um, that's what she had to zoom over for. And you kind of almost assume after they, they get Connor out of it um, that he would be the one. Almost as like a, a redemption of like, yeah. I just did all this bullshit. I caused this. Um, this is the least I can do is save everyone from this falling uh, tower. But then when you see Donna just spring into action without even th- really thinking other than it was going to fall on Dawn and they have such a close connection. That's when I knew this where, was where was Connor well. when this happened. He was standing there with a, with his mouth open what doing dumbass. Yeah, he, he <laughs> didn't. He maybe still. Kind of loopy from. Having- well, you gotta you gotta also throw in the fact that Connor, he's not Superboy right now. No, he's, he's he he is he's basically dumb boy. He's yeah, all he's like dumb- he, he's basically at that Nerd. level of. <laughs> is that what he kind of looks like sometimes? Nerd. Yeah, there's he's, boyish the charm boy. to boyish charm to Durr. Yeah, and then you know he's still at that level of like Gar and Raven and Jason. They're I'd say not, below that even. They're 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 not heroes. Not they're sidekicks. Yet. Yeah. They're supposed to be. That's why I want Yeah, the- but you could still I mean, listen, I'm not a hero or sidekick, but if I saw something gonna fly on uh, hit someone, I'm gonna run and try to push them out of the way. You're We're- not gonna try to catch it as it falls, like <laughs> like Donna? And you gotta you gotta also throw <laughs> into the fact if people if you were expecting Connor to save people because of what he's done throughout the season, you gotta look at the the way that he's been saving people it's been all instinct okay let me, well and it probably would have ended well because he fucks up <laughs> let me change the topic here for just a second here same idea but just different angle um okay so donna allegedly died right okay so this bitch can get hit by superman but she dies by a little bit of electricity is that a thing it apparently is it apparently is i mean and- she's she's wonder woman ish can you imagine wonder woman dying from <laughs> From electricity, but here's the only thing that bothered me. I'm like, oh come on! I, I was with you. I, I was I, I was a little the same, but then I started thinking about it. But I said, wait a minute. In all of comics, was the one thing that always takes down superheroes, like in the DC universe, Kryptonite. Not just Kryptonite, <laughs> but I mean, like, so look at the fights with 
Well, you know what? From Superman. now on, from now on, David, with your line of thinking, I'll just I'll just carry open a, a live wire and <laughs> I'll carry some live wire around and um, and a cup of water and I'll just throw it at people's feet and then drop the wire. Well, look at and look I'll at, defeat look everyone. Like, I'll be the biggest villain of all time. Look at that already exists. Her name's Live Wire. Look at it like oh, fights yeah. of Shazam and Superman. Shazam uses the power of lightning. He uses the power of a magical spell. He's a bitch. He's a fraud. But it's lightning. (laughs) Electricity. From his hands. From his hands. Lightning from his hands. But like, (laughs) at the end of the day, electricity, okay, I can kind of get it. Because it's like a force of energy. No, I think you're way too uh, close to this, this showdown because you're like, oh, I could. You realize for the last five minutes, he's justified everything we bring up. He'll justify with like comic book logic. Well, comic well, logic. It's comic book logic. You almost can't justify it in this one instance more than any other, though, because we had a character earlier this season, uh, Dr. Light, who could control electricity <laughs> and took yeah. on the team and yeah. they survived. And then they survived. So this tower is more powerful than Dr. Light. <laughs> but that says a lot about Dr. Light. I, or a lot about that tower. I know that there are some, there's liberties that writers take, and this is one of them. And I don't think it ruins anything. I just thought it was a little peculiar. It, it was it, peculiar. It it was almost a MacGuffin just to move yeah. the plot forward. But to have her catch it... um, and then to fall over, we know that. So in the comics, she dies at the hand of a Superman Android. Yes. And so even though this isn't that same thing, he was kind of Android like in that he was being controlled and puppeteered by yeah. someone else. And while he didn't directly kill her, his actions caused that thing to be weakened and fall <laughs> and by throwing her into it. So in a roundabout kind of way, she died by the hands of a mind-controlled Superman. Superman. Um, so I'm curious if they go down the path in season three or beyond, if they bring her back like they did in the comics eventually. I think I think they will, but this series has really shown me that they love taking like set in stone, you know, storylines, but tweaking them just slightly. They took the, mm-hmm. they they just they they just took the Judas contract, turned it to, turned it on its head. And but still told but still told the story that the Judas contract's about. I'm going to go on record I like it better than the original comic. I think it's okay to take the source material and and do something more with it. The source material, in a lot of ways, is a blueprint. That's yeah. how I see it. And I think sometimes when it's adapted one for one, it loses a lot along its journey. And I, I'm probably going to surprise a lot of a lot of my friends who are Teen Titan fans. I have to agree with you. I like this take on the Judas contract. Yeah, it's mis- it's missing one really important character. But but. That just means that they can bring her in later. Or who's the important it, character? Tara. If if you Tara is the most Tara. Tara is like the first Titan to ever get killed. Essentially, uh, okay. essentially what they did is they removed the character of Tara, replaced her Aqualad. with Rose and Aqualad. And well, no, they uh, it's actually Aqualad and Donna because the way Donna dies, you know, sacrificing herself, that's what Tara did. Mm. And you know they make a big deal about it, her death in the very end. And yeah, but you know I'm okay because um, with them, I agree with Steve as well about the um, 
source material. The source right. material. Yeah. I, I haven't read the Judas contract, but just from my own experience of reading comic books or even books, sometimes stories, certain stories work for that specific medium. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. you're going to the visual medium, you got to have someone that can really, someone that knows how to adapt things properly for the screen because things can absolutely get lost if you're trying to translate it over verbatim. It just doesn't work. It doesn't. Yeah. And honestly, who wants to, if you've read the comic books or read a book, it, that's no fun for someone who's been wanting this to be turned into a movie. It's actually better to use that source of material as um, to make sure that you capture the heart and soul of that story. And I think that if you're able to do that, that's all that really matters at the end of the day when you're adapting something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And and going back to the the Connor aspect, um, you know, we mentioned earlier with Raven's powers uh, being able to allow Dick to go inside Con- Connor's brain <laughs> or mind. It was really interesting um, juxtaposing that against what we saw last week with Slade's own mind or even earlier in the episode with um, – you know, Jericho trying to get out of Slade's mind and we're in that white room again, that's very sterile. And then in Connor's mind, it's very dark. There's no light. He yeah. feels closed off. It's the exact opposite of what Slade's mind is like. And Connor is in a dark place. And it was just a really well done um, interpretation of what it was like inside his mind. And then for Dick to help free him. By showing him the light, taking him to the bean fields in the middle of who fuck knows, you know, where Kansas probably. Probably. Um, And then Connor taking off. It was it was so beautiful. Yeah. And it, it, it I like the fact that Dick did that because it made sense. He because Dick knows who Superman is. Mm-hmm. So he would know the right imagery to get Connor to exactly get off take his him ass. take him to Kansas, show him that the the, the Midwestern you This know, is what inspired Superman. Ground him. Yeah, yeah. ground him. And, and it also uh, even more than that shows Dick starting to have those he he already had it he just didn't know it, but those those moments of leadership. Yes. Right? So this was a moment where he could mentor and guide someone else the way he's been mentored and guided which i thought was just a very poetic way to do it and uh in in the fact again like we said he jumps in there he he directs raven to use her powers he he's starting to lead the team and give direction where he needs based on the powers and the abilities of the different team members yeah it's awesome and i and i and i love it um but what i didn't love Although I said it earlier, we needed something of major gravity uh, for this episode because of what it was. But to see Donna die, it was rough. It was a rough um, <laughs> scene. It was heartbreaking. The shot as they pulled away with, with Dick holding her because, you know, they they had a bond. Yeah. Um, but as the camera pulled away, it reminded me a lot of the cover of Batman holding um, Jason. When oh, he, when, when he pulls him out of the rubble? Yeah, the, 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 the you know, um, the, the cover of one of the collected books of that story arc has a really beautiful illustration. It reminded me a lot of that. Um, but And then to segue into the whole funeral scene, kind of funeral for a friendish, maybe a little bit on a it much, did. much smaller scale. Yeah, very much, uh, very small. Very small by comparison. But for them to 
put the lasso of truth out there on, on I thought the, that was a cool touch. It was a very cool touch and um just very emotional. But what bothered me, going back to what you had mentioned earlier, David, was this was an opportunity. We we saw Jason in the distance after the fact. You know, he's sitting there on his bicycle or motorcycle. I was happy that he showed up to pay his respects. That shows you yeah. again what kind of person Jason, Jason is. is and it, amazing. But what was missing, and really oddly so, was Wonder Woman. Yeah. I'm glad you hit on that because, as I've stated, the Justice League should only show up in monumental moments. And this right? was it. And I'm, I was like going, wait a minute. She's being brought to Them, uh, them of Scare, I hope I yeah, say that right. Yeah, Them Scare. Uh, but... Where's one, Where's Diana? Where's Diana? Where's Diana? She didn't even have to obviously be in her regalia at all, right? No. She could have just been there and should have just been there in all black like everyone else. Now, I would have been happier in a pig and shit if it would have been um, Gal Gadot. But if it hadn't been, it could have literally been any other woman that you know looking at Look her. At, looking at her and also. Diana. Oh, it's, it's Wonder Woman. And Yes, and they should have done that. We've gotten Bruce... We should have got Diana. We should we should have gotten Diana at that moment, especially since no, no, no. You don't no. think nobody can be as hot as Gal Gadot. <laughs> so I'm not going to disagree with you at all. Everybody bitched and complained about her casting, and she brought it. She brought she is it. so charismatic, and like she yes. is. Yes, I, she owns the screen. It, it's going to be hard to see anyone else play Wonder Woman. Well, even but, when she's not in character, just watching her in interviews, her, her personality is, is goddamn infectious. Yes. But story-wise... She owns the screen. That's yes. why she's a starlet. That's why she's a lead actor. Ugh. But story-wise, Mike, you gotta you gotta admit... It was missing. If you're thinking about and thinking this as a comic book, a, super, a DC Universe series, yeah. you're dealing with the death of an Amazon... Going back to Thema Mascara. Well, this is also Wonder Woman's sidekick, and right? Wonder Woman's sidekick. It's her cousin. It's her cousin. Yeah, yeah it's, this is her cousin, but it's her sister uh, from, uh, from, from the Amazonian. From the Amazonian. So for her not to be there was a huge. Um, this miss. is well, this this maybe is like, they'll find some excuse as to why she wasn't there. I'm sure is, they'll do it. This was this when she in was line, off world or something. Okay. <laughs> this went in line okay, with like David. The, <laughs> <laughs> this went in line with my problem with the death of Aqualad. Was like Aqualad dies. Where the heck is Aquaman? And Aquaman would go hunt down Deathstroke at this. He point. was under the sea with Ariel. He, oh, 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 Jesus Christ! <laughs> well, news gets to through the ocean a lot slower. Slower? Yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It, it moves, sound moves faster underwater. No, no, no. no? according okay. to a DC comic in 1977, <laughs> okay. the salt of the saline, you know, slows down oh. vibrational. Okay. Echoes. Wouldn't he have sent like a messenger dolphin? <laughs> but I also I also understand the juggling that the, the, the series producers had to do because we we talked about it before. Introducing Batman was a huge deal. Yeah, and if you, you can literally with a this is why a show like this can go very can go south very quickly uh, yeah. because you can literally do that for everything. Well, why wasn't so-and-so here? Why wasn't so-and-so here? I, I feel like they do need to address those things eventually mm-hmm. i do the wonder woman thing is a given like i'm like this is this is this is your sidekick like you should have been there that's a bit odd but if they f- 
find a way to explain where she was maybe next season. Who knows? But now the Aqualad thing, Dave, that was just a moment. You know, it was in the past, so we don't know what Aquaman did or how he... This is true. You know, now, if we would have stayed in that timeline and Aquaman never made an appearance... (laughs) What the hell? That that would be a big deal. But because we're dealing with the past and it was just one episode, I think we can let it pass. I'll tell you what what I I can't let pass is where the fuck is that jet going to land when it gets to Themyscira? Did they build a runway? Oh... <laughs> just crash. It just, just crashes into the bubble. Oh, um, it was again an emotional scene. Um, when we get back to the, hopefully Titan. there were no male pilots because their dick would shrivel as they pass through that little bubble. <laughs> it would just fall off. Yeah, just disappear. Yeah. Um, you know when they're sitting around the dinner table, that was a really heart heartwarming and heartfelt scene. I thought. Um, and then ultimately when Bruce goes to give counsel to dick that was another very touching scene um yeah it was so well written and and the 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 interaction between the two of them and and dick fighting and holding back his emotions and bruce just letting him say you know or or saying to him you're coming into your own essentially but you got to fight the impulse to turn inwards Basically, don't do what I did. Yeah. You need to turn to your team, trust in your team, grow your team. Don't do what I do. (laughs) Don't do what I do. Connect with the other team members. They will be your strength. And I like the fact that throughout the entire thing, it wasn't like him talking down to him. Not at all. It was like two brothers talking. Mm -hmm. And, you know, another brother saying to another uh, family member that basically, hey, this is what you should do. You don't have to, but hey, this is what I say. <laughs> and it wasn't like a parent talking down to mm. to their child. Not like in the very beginning. That, like, that was very much a parent to a, a child. A parent to a child. This was actually a sibling to a sibling. Yeah, and just giving out nuggets of, hey, man, this is what I've witnessed in my day kind of thing. And take it as it is. Take it as it is. And... And he took it. So, I mean, it was just a very well done uh, interaction and scene between the two of them. And it really just shows the maturity and growth of Dick as a character over the, yeah, the growth of Dick uh, (laughs) over the course of the last two seasons. Um, But what we're not going to see is Hank's Dick growing into Dawn because she is shutting (laughs) that down. She's just playing hard to get right now. She's got to do what she's got to do for respect. For respect. Mike's like, like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You'll get it. So you think she's going to come around? You you don't just shut off. I mean, that's not realistic. Hey, you know what? I loved you and you left me because you were having a problem. Maybe she's had enough and uh, you know what? Who knows? He's an addict. Maybe she's had enough of being with a loser. She deserves someone like me. (laughs) <laughs> i was waiting for that <laughs> well and so another little nugget too was sitting around that table when they were all talking and and uh cory turns to bruce to thank him for coming out to bringing them all to nevada oh and yeah. yeah and bruce plays it off like i've never been to nevada and you're like is even they were were turning to each other is he fucking with us right now yeah like, and i love that genius I love that. It was genius because you could, it's up to our interpretation to do it because you can say, maybe it was, maybe it was Raven's doing. Maybe it was Raven. Maybe, maybe it was, she, she understood, Hey, in order to get those three to Mm -hmm. 
act, I have to bring in a heavy hitter mm-hmm. that basically will intimidate them. And yeah, Batman's intimidating. <laughs> if it turns out that that is what happened ultimately, then it's double genius. I it's mean, it's genius. genius enough just Bruce misdirecting them and making them kind of question their own sanity. Yeah. But if it turns out that it was Ra- then then we start to see how really powerful Raven yeah. is and can be. And I'm okay with that. I'm yep. I'm actually glad that they did that because yet again it brought in that element that we were afraid wasn't going to get its due, mm-hmm. and they managed to extend that story. So the the last scene there um, when they're at that table and Gar gets up and they have, he, he says on the, you know, he sees on the laptop that there's a situation bombing or something. Um, and everybody just kind of takes that sigh of like, fuck, you know, we just de- dealt with the death of a, of a friend, a loved one, a team member and crime doesn't stop. This stuff doesn't stop. Yeah. And then everybody just kind of looks around at each other like who's going to move first. And when you see Dawn push her chair back and just kind of hesitates as she stands up and walks away to turn to everybody. What are you guys waiting for? Like that moment for me also was just emotional and almost like a tearjerker. You think all the guys got their condoms on? They're like, oh, wait, you meant go go (laughs) save someone. Oh, Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought we were going to have a party. (laughs) It's not that kind of party. (laughs) If it is, Gar's putting his dick in the mashed potatoes. Gar just pulls his dick out and everyone looks at him like, oh, oh, sorry. Cadmus still has control of my mind. I'm sorry. It wasn't my fault. (laughs) This is the uh, porn... uh, porn uh no, it's, still, it's still the monster it's still, it's still, it's still monster. the monster that can take over <laughs> his dick's all giant and green the green monster oh, the God. jolly green giant oh my look God. i could turn into an elephant it's oh, okay oh a mm. part of me could turn into an elephant <laughs> right <laughs> all right guys let's take a real quick break and then we will come back and talk about what we're going to hope for for season three okay guys we need your support So head out to Patreon and pledge to support us because we don't have Lex in in our back pocket helping us with eBay auctions on Super Soldiers. Uh, We don't have a billion dollars that we're working towards. We're just trying to get a dollar at a time from each of you, our lovely listeners. So if you can head out there, we'd like to hit 100 subscribers before the end of the year. Just go out to patreon.com forward slash Rainman Digital and pledge a few bucks and maybe one day we will have our Lex, but for right now, we are looking to you to help support us. Okay, um, season three. Uh, I don't think I can wait, what, eight months, six months, whatever the hell it is. I, I can't. And we have no idea what they could possibly be doing this time. The, the sky's the limit at this point. Well, we know Corey's sister's definitely, she's in town. Yeah. She's in town. Um, Nicole turned me and was like, who's that? And I'm like, oh, that's Starfire's sister. We're fucked. Blackfire. Yeah, we're, we're, we're so hosed. Um, and the way she tossed that dude in the car. Wow. <laughs> and the poor kids. I mean, those poor kids are going to be sitting there cooking in the hot sun in that car, um, you know, because mom just rolled off. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited because Corey's going to... Season three is going to be Corey dealing with her powers and whether Raven helps her get them back or not, who knows. But the team is going to have to come together under Dick's leadership, leadership. to take to take on Blackfire. And now that Raven's not around, you know, Raven left, which was interesting. 
that she did so, but she left with uh, the Amazonians to go back with yeah. Donna's body. And it kind of ties back to that scene where she took the, de- she had the decision to go with Donna in the car. So uh, I liked that it bookended those two things really nicely. Um, but we're not going to have her around come season three. And um, that could be interesting, but we do have Rose. We have Rose Jericho. We have Rose Jericho. Technically, we still have Jason, who's absolutely been an MVP of the season. We want him back, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, Definitely don't want him to resolve things, though, with the team. No. I think we need to start going our separate ways so we can start going down that... um, The... uh, Shit, what's the name of the character he becomes? Uh, Red Hood. Red Hood. I think we should... Okay, so that's the big question, right? Are we going to end up saying that now? I think we have to. I think that's the direction they're taking it. I, I, at, I least, at least you for that start character. feeling like an outsider a bit. They got to start building that mentality up. Yeah, at least at least for that character. I don't think for the entire Titans team because... No, because we've already been there. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the thing is, the way I've noticed how this series is formatted, they take a major storyline and then everyone else has their own little storylines. Mm-hmm. So I do see Jason continuing down that path. Maybe we will get hints of death in the family coming up and then we'll have to deal with that on Jason's story in, in, in the season. When it comes to the overall stories, it has to be based on the Titans. That's why I was like thinking to myself, where could they go? They did the Judas contract. They could do the technus technus imperative. They could do, uh, any sort of things. The easiest one I could think of doing, and this would tie into where they left off in the end of the season, is Justice League versus the Teen Titans. But we don't have the Justice League. You don't have to. You already introduced Bruce. Technically, you're going to to bring Donna to back to the Amazonians. So Diana has to know sooner or later that her cousin just got killed. <laughs> do we really want to introduce the justice league though in any way like that to a think, show called the titans i think they can do it if they're trying to push to show that the titans are a legitimate team and also this whole versus thing it, it was a trend like three years ago and but it's, it, it's, it was a trend like 20 years ago <laughs> i mean on it tv is, like oh, yeah. it is it is top three one of the best storylines and famous storylines of the teen titans but, history. okay i i will rebuttal do we even need them to follow a storyline like these are tv writers all the people involved are top-notch creative minds in television why can they not just tell a story i'm not saying use something loosely based from the comic books i think that yeah lose yeah. Use something loosely based but i think like because you don't want to lose the, the soul of the show either. Yeah, no. one of the one of the greatest things the DC universe has done for each and every one of their series, not just Titans, is the ability to take major storylines from their history because it shows that they care about their history and put it into their series and make it enjoyable. They did it with Swamp Thing. They did it with Doom Patrol. They did it with the first season of Titans and now the second season. Okay. So yeah. you got to continue that trend. And that's why I was like thinking to myself is like, okay, we've seen that every single series has to follow uh, or like, like what you said, Mike, loosely follow a major storyline. Okay. So this is what I really want, Dave. You're with me and Steve. I know what you want. Open Corey. in on a scene 
on, you know, sexy bedroom. Uh, Corey <laughs> is laying there topless. Ah, uh, and you want um, Connor's giving her the business. And, no, no, no. Oh. And um, Don is there watching. No, helping. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. You you want you want Teen Titans Triple X? Yes, there we go. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, I, I just what I want them to do is very simple. Continue what they have already set in motion. Continue the story of Dick Grayson. Yes, yes, we have seen his growth over those two seasons. And the last two seasons have been great to get him from being Robin and dealing with his internal problems to becoming Nightwing, stepping out from the shadow of Batman. But now let's continue that story. Um, I don't want them. Yeah, I don't want them just stopping saying, hey, we're here now. They need to continue to take that story forward while working on the back end with everything else they have in motion. They still Mm -hmm. have to deal with the struggling problems of Connor or I, I should say dealing with the problems of Connor struggling uh, between Lex Luthor and and Superman. Then you have the issue with Donna. Then you have the di- issue with Corey and her sister. Then you have the issue of whatever you want to do with Gar and possibly PTSD. And yeah. Rose and Jericho. And, I mean, it, Dick's got a lot on his plate. Yeah, I think if we just tackle what we have here already, that's enough when you really think about it for 12, 13 episodes. It, oh, yeah. Especially going into the next season, like you said, Mike, we have all these different plots that we've carried through these little threads through these last two seasons. And now Dick's very familiar with his team. Mm-hmm. He knows what their motivations are and he knows what their demons are. Yes. Yeah, and, and, so, you, and you can throw us some fan favorites. You can give us yeah. little cameos of some characters that we can all get behind and clap. Maybe even a glimpse of Batman. I think we're do that at this point. I would... I've been against it, as I have said. I but. feel like we were able to trick everyone by saying Batman uh, during the dream vision sequence. Mm-hmm. That, that mm-hmm. doesn't count. I agree. It does not count. But I feel like either this coming season or maybe the beginning of next, I think we're owed a Batman shot. I'm not saying I want Batman to be a big story. And I, I wasn't a fan of them, including Batman into the main story yet, only because our characters need to be the focus. The story needs to be about them and how they overcome these problems without yeah. the assistance of another hero. Otherwise, you kind of just undermine your heroes in it, development. But even in introducing him, I was a little worried that him showing up in those dream sequences with Dick would have right. detracted. And it didn't. Right. It, yeah. it, it really showed us what was driving or, I guess, bothering Dick deep down inside. Um, I mean, also, I mean, think about this, Steve. Tell me what you think about this. Here's a a nice little fan moment. I'm not a, usually people think I'm against fan service moments. I'm not as long as they're done right and they're done just for that. Just, hey, guys, a little nod, a little sign of appreciation, but nothing that distracts from your story. I mean, we can even get that Batman moment if, let's say, it's completely not connected to anything that's going on. Dick Grayson calls Batman for whatever reason for uh, advice, assistance, a question, and we just see Batman fighting. Well, well, well I'll, I'll flip you one better, Mike. What if Bruce had to call Dick up because Bruce needed help? Okay. Yeah. Because then it shows that Bruce truly trusts, trusts, trusts him and sees him as a Dick. peer. Yeah. Because if, if Batman is in the middle of a situation 
and needs some assistance. Maybe something they worked on together in the past. Yeah, I think that would be an excellent way to have him still show up. It doesn't have to be a whole episode of them doing the dynamic duo thing. Mm-hmm. It could just be him showing up briefly in Gotham yeah. to help on something that maybe also somewhat relates to the situation yeah. to what they're dealing with. Um, and then that's it. And that's it. Yeah, and I, I would be happy with that. Yeah, and, and I think... I, as you saw the interaction with Corey and Connor and we kind of saw it because she stayed behind and looked after him when yeah. he was sick at, at Titan's tower. Um, and he was all like, you know, snuggled up to her bosoms. Well, and, and he came out there with his, you know, didn't have any pants on. But, his super dingling. His super dingling. She's seen it. Yeah. So I have to assume even with the dialogue in this episode, when she clocked him and almost broke her hand, There was some subtle chemistry there. There was some subtle something. And so I would not be surprised because she can speak Kryptonian language and and she can have that off world or connection with him. She's so hot. I could see them, you know, bumping, bumping kryptonite. Yeah. And then she doesn't have to worry about getting pregnant because she can just use like kryptonite contraceptives that just kills the semen. Wants inside of her, so not to worry about I having wonder, a super baby. Could she just create like a supernova in her uterus? <laughs> well, that would power it, wouldn't well, it? Oh shit, you're right. He was just kicking right She's out. Got Here's the power of the yellow sun in her vag, and then the wanna, baby shoots out. I don't want to kill your guys's dream because hey, it's my dream too. I love Corey, but when I it think, comes I, to, I don't think you do. I think you're a fraud. <laughs> when it comes to Connor, though, you're right. You don't think he's man enough to no, handle no, no. it? Well, when it comes to Connor, you're right about all the Batman stuff. Okay. But I think that next season, what about if we see Superman? Okay, Dave, I will raise you. So <laughs> stupid. I agree with you 100%. I was going to go there next. Because Dave. the thing is, it's it, kind it, of we, like, it makes sense. It we makes kinda, sense. Wouldn't Superman want to know what they Now, okay. And he'd be really even, interested in this. Even if it's just, again, we already have a standing character, Bruce Wayne. It could even be Bruce Wayne checking in saying, hey, I promised Superman I would keep an eye on this, this situation here. You know, hey, what's the update on Connor? Even that would pacify me as a fan because Superman would very much want to know what's going on. Yes, he would. Here, here's my only hang up with that. And you guys can call me crazy and disagree. There, the moment when they were standing there in that mind, Kansas in the bean field, I even turned to Nicole and I said, I would love to see this, this Superboy actor share the screen. If only for a minute with Henry Cavill, because they have, common facial features and structure and even their nose he has like this little cleft in the tip of his nose he looks very similar and he looks very similar and if you put both of them together like i i would love to see that but i don't know if you guys want to see henry cavill or not and i don't think that they would get him but i think he'd be up for it and i I honestly think that if you're going to do i agree with you guys Corey seems to be the one that's been uh earmarked to be that kind of mentor figure for connor and it makes sense or super lover or super lover but when it comes to being the mentor i honestly feel that clark needs to be the bruce wayne of next season and i would i would yes and i would happily just take a clark yeah just a clark just metropolis because it would make sense all the stories especially in the origins of uh connor that's what he shows up as. He doesn't show up whoa, as Superman. Whoa, whoa. Hold on, hold on. You just you just got my juices flowing here. Um, what if? So I think we all can agree that the big bad next year is going to have to probably be 
Blackfire, right? Blackfire or at least Cadmus again. I, I think because it's Blackfire. I think it's Blackfire. Now, now, if it, now, I hate you, Dave, because I called it Cadmus earlier today, too. Yeah, he did. So I think if if things play out the way that we just seen them play out with Bruce, we know that Lex is pissed because the auction went south. Yes. I think he's going to play a more prominent role in season three because we're going to have to deal with the loss of 13, his asset, and Mercy's going to have to pay for for that in some way. Yeah. So this all made the news. You know it made the news. So who better to show up and cover that story post that situation than Clark? Clark Kent. Because then he can show up. And then have this knowledge of Lex and share that with the team of what's going. I yeah, think there's something that could happen. There. Yeah, I agree. But that's the dangerous thing about a show like this, because all of it makes sense. And you would feel it would be feel it would feel odd if we didn't have these certain things coming into play next mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Because you're right. Lex Luthor, it would make perfect sense for him to pop in next year. It, it would feel natural. It'd feel weird for him not to be in the mm-hmm. show somehow. And if you have Lex Luthor and you have Connor, you have to have a representation of Superman in some way. Yep. Yeah. And and honestly, this isn't me speaking as a hopefully as Connor Brandon Kent, Ralph. <laughs> as a as a Connor uh, Connor Kent fanboy, but like Connor's growth, that storyline with him and Clark was so good back in the day because what it story? Went, the story between when. When Superman finds out about Connor Kent in the 90s version of the Teen Titans, and you, it goes a different direction than any fan expected. They fall in love? No. No. Clark wanted to, Clark didn't, wanted to kill Connor. Wait, because, he did want to kill him? Yeah, because he, to Connor, he was an abomination. Or to Clark, yeah. To Clark, he was an abomination. He was an abomination. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was like this... You, you you were expecting like, oh, it's going to be like a mentor thing like Batman and Robin. No. Well, it's no. because Clark, you know, Connor had Clark and Lex inside him, but Clark wanted to be the only one inside him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but like that whole. It's just like masturbation. That's why yeah. I'm If you were to ask me like one of my favorite, one of the things I want for next season is that. Because right. you would take Connor's story so much farther and give him more development, which he needs now because you just introduced Listen, him. Listen, anything's possible at this point. I was doubting what they were doing with Bruce Wayne. I was nervous about it. I was nervous, nervous about a lot of things. And yet it all came out just fine by the end. So yeah, you're throwing did. all these ideas that are scaring me, David. You're throwing out all these different scenarios. But, hey, these writers have proven that they can tackle they can various things at one time while not losing focus of their core character, which is Dick Grayson. So if they can do it, they've done it two seasons now. I don't think there isn't anything they can't handle at this point. So let's, uh, I, I did not go back and, and find all the scores I tried today and I'll be damned if it was hard to do. It was hard to find the right moment in each episode where we actually broke down the scores and it would have been a lot of tedious work. So come next year, I'm going to do better and I'm going to catalog the scores after each episode right there on the spot. That's my bad. Um, I need an assistant to do that (laughs) next year. Um, But I wanted to break it into two scores for this. uh, One being the final uh, episode score for episode 13 
and then a total season two final score. So, Mike, let's go with you first. Uh, uh, episode score and then season score. Um. Okay, so this episode I'll give... Oh, this is difficult. It is. It really is. I don't want to get stuff thrown at me, so... (laughs) I'm going to give this episode a 90. You know what? I'm going to give it an 88. It was a good season finale. And if I could check... If I can turn my brain off... And just be a comic book fan watching this. I, it would be just fine. But that's not what we're doing. We're critics here. And there were some problems. I don't feel like they let anything drop off the back of the wagon. I feel like they did a really good job. Sincerely. Bringing everything together. Giving us that closure we need for a season finale. This finale was much better than the last. Which means hopefully season three, season three premiere will be much better than the season two premiere. Uh, They also let, I really like how they left a lot of things open, not due to them not having time to close them out, but things that they were setting up for next year, which is smart. That saves time. We pretty much talked about everything that worked. So let me cover what didn't work. Um, Crypto being MIA. I, until I the last second that, yeah. yes i'm like did you guys really forget crypto and where, he, where was he he was at cadmus uh, correct that's how did he get out yeah and then suddenly he's just running in the last final scene which don't get me wrong I, as a nerd i was like oh there's crypto <laughs> you were like oh thank god like there's crypto running with the with the tiger with gar i loved it but come on guys he forgot about crypto he should have been involved in the final fight scene or cut to a scene of him laying on the table. Right. Something to show us that you didn't forget about a character. Because it isn't just a dog. He's a character in Titan. He, he can fly and shoot laser beams out of his eyes. Now, now, can you imagine if they did this with Donna or Hank? That they were gone, MIA. He'd had, they played no part in the final moments. But then at the end, he was walking with them. <laughs> <laughs> so... That kind of proves Steve's points. Your issue at the top of the show where you said, yes, they pulled it off, but it felt like there were a lot of things being rushed towards the end. And uh, that might be some of it. So it's an 88. It's not perfect, but it was satisfying without a doubt. But what about for the season? As a season? Uh, 84. Yeah. It was a rough start. The opening three, maybe even four episodes were rough. And then it just, everything. I was nervous. I think we all were. I yeah. was scared because it wasn't, and I, you know, I it went, wasn't good. It wasn't. And I, it, it was, it was scary. And I went back and listened to a couple episodes today to try to get those scores. And the very first episode, we started off uh, for this season, reviewing it and saying, <laughs> Mike, you said it like we all were texting each other. If, if this doesn't pick up by next, we're not covering the show anymore. Yeah. Like they were yeah, done. It was bad. Yeah. Which obviously we know now that the problem was 100% mm-hmm. the issue with WB running interference, trying to fuck up more of their shows for some reason. Yeah. 
Yep. All right, David. So how about you, man? Season finale score or sorry, episode 13 score, then season finale score. Episode 13. Uh, I have to give it a score of a 90. I mean, I have the same issues that all of us have. I felt like it was a little rushed towards the end because you kind of like pass by certain things rather quickly. Hank kind of shows up really fast, just out of nowhere in the final scene. Then you have the crypto thing and, you know, don't explain how he got out. Um, And then the whole, the funeral was nice, but as I said, it was missing that one thing to me that just didn't feel right. And that's, that's my nitpick as a, as, as a DC fanboy because I know the history and you know, it's like what you were, I think it was Mike, you alluded, like you'd be saying, well, where's this guy and this guy and where's this guy? That's what I kind of got. I have to pull back on, but honestly, this was a great season finale. Better than the last season finale, because Mm -hmm. you got to remember that last season finale left on a cliffhanger. This wasn't a cliffhanger. I really dug how they ended it. It was kind of like, okay, here's the Titans. And it, it, it ends on that comic book tune in next time type vibe. And I like that. Um, so I give it a solid 90 season wise. <laughs> now as a Titan fanboy, I want to give this a 98. However, I can't do that because just like what you said, that first half was so jumbled and it, it, in order for it to be really good, you have to take into account that first season should be clumped with it. And that's not good. That's not good for uh, that's not good for us uh, if you're looking at it as just one season. Um. So instead of a 98, I'm going to give this a 89. Okay. For the season, because like it hits everything that I want as a fan. I mean, if you're a Titans fan, I think you're going to really enjoy this series, and you're going to love season two because they do some amazing things with these characters that we all grew grew to love in the comics and they pay homage and they enjoy that history. That is the teen Titans. Mm-hmm. So it's a very strong 89. Okay. So I'm going to give the final episode. I'm giving it a 92. I have all the same problems you guys have um, from, from a fan perspective as well as just from a, a critical perspective. But the reason I'm going to score it that high for this episode is because of the feeling it gave me. We have a lot of different episodes across all these shows, um, and I think there might have only been one episode in Swamp Thing that made me feel this way. But even going back to the Netflix uh, Marvel shows or anything, the f- I don't get the feeling that I got with this one from a lot of those, if any of them. Um, the moment of Donna's death... And the scene between Dick and Rose Jericho, those those moments for me emotionally were on par with the loss of, you know, Gamora or Black Widow in the Avengers Infinity movies, right? So those are some heavy moments that have some real weight to them. And you know these are characters that quote unquote aren't coming back. And so for me, we got a we got that big time in this episode. 
And that's a different kind of feeling. It, it, it hurts, but it hurts in a good way because it means that they did a great job of writing the character and portraying the character in such a way that you grew to care about them the yeah. same way that the team cared about them. And now that person's gone. And so for me, that's a hard thing to pull off in any show, um, even more so with, with these types of shows, because you don't oftentimes see your heroes or your characters die. And so to have that lost and to have it done so well to me meant a lot. And then also we got to see Nightwing come in and just kick ass and take names (laughs) And to see that again felt like that moment, like you were saying, of Batman showing up on the rooftops in 89 Batman and like the chill going down your spine of like, oh my God, I'm seeing something that I've always wanted to see and I didn't think I'd ever see it on film and I'm seeing it. And so because of the that, I wouldn't call it nostalgia per se, but just the emotional resonance that it had for me makes me want to score it higher not the fanboy in me not not but just how it made me feel yeah um as a season i'm gonna pretend that the first episode didn't exist as part of the season (laughs) because it really didn't this was the that was the last episode of season one and so i'm gonna i am i am making an executive call here to to chop that one off and send it to the the previous season and if i just look from season or from episode two to episode uh 13 as my season two even with the first couple episodes being a little rocky and even with some of the pacing issues that we had throughout, I'm going to score the entire season at an 89. Um, I It gave me everything that I wanted. It just didn't execute from a production standpoint at a caliber I think it could have had it not had some of the weirdness along the way. Um but overall, I'm extremely. I mean, that's a that's a that's still a high score. I think all of us it gave is. really high scores. Um, so I'm really looking forward to season three, and hopefully, hopefully, season three, every episode we're hitting ninety and above. Yeah, that that's the hope. I mean, especially with like this, the way they ended this season, it's it was ended on such a good note. They have to continue it. I mean, think about. it. I think next season might be the best season because they don't have to worry about the. The newbie blues, you know, worrying about getting a show started. Hmm. Now we don't have the roughness of what we had to get through at the beginning of season two. We're we're actually at a really good uh, position right now. We are in yeah. in this this season didn't have like that sophomore slump no. overall. Mm-hmm. It, it had a rough patch at the beginning, which we've addressed. Um, and hopefully it doesn't take the same pathways that the CW shows have that we've discussed in the past. Uh, and, and they tend to have somewhat of a sophomore slump or at least a junior year slump big yeah. time. And then from there, it's just, it just all downhill. I don't, I don't think that we're going to have that at least I think I hope. <laughs> I don't, I don't think so because the difference between we've seen it with all the series, there is a difference between this and the DC on CW shows. It's, I honestly think it's the writing. That's the difference. And that's what carry, that's what makes the DC DC universe series special because it's high quality. There's, there's like, we've, we've discussed about how good the cinematography is, how good the effects are, how good 
overall production of every series has. Though the only thing that I'm, I'm wondering is every single C- series has brought something different to the table every single time. And I'm trying to figure out what could they possibly bring in that's different for next season. Well, we'll have eight months-ish to sit and wait or more, maybe or nine more. months. Um, so we'll have nine months for this season three baby to gestate inside Corey. And then we will see it fly <laughs> like, out. Or Dawn. Or Dawn. Um, and we'll see it fly out, um, you know, August-ish of next year. All right, guys. That's going to do it for our season two finale wrap-up for DC on RMD Titans edition. Remember, you can always catch any past and future DC on RMD episodes through dconrmd.com. And also hop out there and follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram by searching DC on RMD. See you guys next year. Mother of God, would you look at the time when you came here? You had an hour. Now it's less.